It's a familiar story in many healthcare institutions around the world. Frontline healthcare workforce, staff shortages, and burnout. There's a real need in these settings to understand the skills that are currently available in the workforce and who might be able to be called upon to fill a gap in another department or cross-skill into another area. Also, generally in healthcare, managing the education needs and compliance requirements of frontline healthcare workers, it's a tough gig and made even harder if you're trying to do it all on paper and a clipboard. But that's how it's still done in a lot of places. Well, with me today is Dr. Diane Cannon from ZappiMed and Mem Van Beek, a clinical educator in the NHS. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how technology can be used to understand and remediate learning needs within the NHS and healthcare more broadly. Collaboration starts with the conversation, Team Health Tech. Let's make it happen. Welcome to Talking Health Tech with Peter Birch, a podcast featuring conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Dr. Diane Cannon from ZappiMed and Mem Van Beek. Diane's the Director of Clinical Education at ZappiMed. She's a nurse educator, entrepreneur, consultant and visiting professor with over 25 years of clinical experience. She has a Doctor of Nursing practice and a master's degree in health administration, as well as a Bachelor of Science in Nursing. Mem is a clinical skills educator working in the NHS located in Leeds in the UK. She has a master's in clinical education with a special interest in teaching and learning using simulation. She's been a clinical educator since 2009, working with undergraduate medical students with a career covering A&E, general surgery, paediatrics, resuscitation, and clinical skills. Mem and Diane, how are you? Great. Thanks for having me. Hi, Pierce. Thanks for joining. We're stretching the limits of time zones here and connecting at every part of the globe. So it's great that we've been able to find a mutually appropriate term in inverted commas that we're able to all connect. At least we're all awake at the same time. So that's good. Um, be great to learn a bit more about both of you. Diane, tell us a bit more about you and your background firstly. Sure. So I'm in the States, in Oklahoma, actually. And I am the Director of Clinical Education and Innovation for ZappiMed. I've been a nurse for 25 years. Wow. My background is in the ER, oncology, case management, home health, hospice, and um, I'm also a nursing professor. Excellent. Thank you. And Mim, tell us about you. Yes. Well, I'm actually calling in from the UK and I'm in a northern town called Leeds, I'm a head of nursing for one of the local hospitals, and I also have been a nurse for just over 20 years, so just a couple of few years younger than Diane over there. I've also worked a significantly period of time in emergency department. I've done surgical nursing, I've done neonatal and pediatrics, and I'm now mainly focusing on professional development for postgraduate nurses and AHPs. Cool. Excellent. And so keen to learn a bit more about ZappiMed. Tell us a bit more about what it is, who it's for, what problem it solves. Sure. So ZappiMed is kind of a Swiss army knife of a platform software. So I'm going to try to break it down into all of the different options that it does, but basically it's a software platform that manages nursing competencies. It creates learning pathways. 
It outlines both short-term and long-term career goals and helps nurses empower themselves along their career trajectories. It helps streamline audits for organizations. We work with organizations doing hand hygiene audits, code blue audits, so organizations can improve their processes as well as report to their different organizations and What it really does basically in a nutshell, it takes all of those tedious tasks that people have to do and they typically do on paper and a clipboard and then they they have to put it in on a spreadsheet on a computer. This is all digital. It's handheld. You can do it on your iPhone or your iPad or on the desktop. So it's very portable and it just really is created to help streamline the nurses' processes. I just love it so much. So I get kind of excited when I try to explain it. But <laughs> no, tell me more. Tell me more. I can't tell them a bit more. Well, yeah. because I've been in some of these positions and it can be great for nurse educators, for nurse managers, for the quality and compliance folks, for magnet directors, if hospitals are trying to achieve magnet status. And then also with the recent academic practice partnerships out there between universities and, and hospital systems. So I just wanted to kind of get that in. Mm. That's why we call it a Swiss Army knife. Mm-hmm. I was going to drill into the term Swiss Army knife a little bit more because sometimes when a tool is everything everywhere, it's hard for it to be good at any one particular thing. But it sounds like, you know, all of those little bits and pieces, particularly when it comes to compliance and education and things that need to be documented and reported. It's kind of all wrapped up in that tool and that's the focus. Have I kind of got that right, Diane? Yeah, absolutely. I see Mim shaking her head. Mim has been working very closely with our team and and I think that's the great thing with our team is, yes, we have a platform that's developed, but we also work closely with our customers and our clients to make it specifically what they need. Absolutely. It's the customer's reason for us, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mem, from your perspective, you know, particularly these days, I guess over the last couple of years, but ongoing, you know, the needs when it comes to keeping staff educated and the competencies they have and having the documentation of that, it sounds like it's a pretty critical piece of the puzzle to get right. Is that correct, Mem? It is, absolutely, because nursing and clinical education is very complex It doesn't always fit in with a lot of the technology that's currently out there that supports staff development, because a lot of that is designed for other industries. But you find that once you come into healthcare, a lot of technology really struggles to keep up with the pace in healthcare. Our staff don't stay in the same areas all the time. And our staff do lots of complex skill mix and there's just so much complexity with healthcare. So having software like what Supplement provides, which allows us one to customize, but also have some of the inbuilt functionality that we can work with is really where the big potential is for us. Yeah. And so you're utilizing it within the NHS. How's that how's that been? So we just at the moment, just been working with them in the last year, just building some of our customizations. And we've absolutely loved everything that we've seen them doing. And so we're really, really excited to see what that will look like once we start to pull in all our stuff. But all our pilots so far have really been amazing. The 
functionality from a user end perspective has been really easy and straightforward. And just being able to get all the things that you would normally have in terms of the classroom training, the -the on-the-job assessments, Mm. and the coaching, the support that we would normally give to our staff separately, documenting on pieces of papers in separate places, all being in one system that then allows you to analyse staff's training journey is brilliant. Yeah. I would imagine too, and I could be off the mark, I'm not sure, you tell me, but you know, in the last couple of years with an increasing remote workforce and different ways that healthcare is delivered, with anything that's written down on a piece of paper, that makes it extremely hard to do anything that's scalable. So being able to digitize and then have that accessible in more locations would be one of the main kind of benefits out of this. Was that the main kind of driver or pain points that you're looking to solve when you engaged ZappyMed? It's certainly an added bonus too. I think the pandemic has sort of like made us realise that we probably need to have more than just one cupboard where everybody's profile is kept. And that actually having digital profiles for staff is the way to go. Because I think even though we could potentially have been having digital profiles for staff, we just never really had that big incentive to do so. But the main reason why we approached SAPIMED was because we wanted to have a skills matrix where we are able to see all the stuff that we have in the organization and all the different departments, what skills they have, where they're at in terms of attaining those skills. Because like I said, healthcare is really, really complex. People will come into jobs with numerous skills and sometimes they need to use those skills in this particular area. And sometimes you need to move them to other areas where they'll use different set of skills. So it's just having the ability to visualize and to track where all our stuff are and where the skills are located. And if you want to pull skills in particular, for instance, I'll give you an example of during the pandemic where there was a huge need for nurses with critical care skills. Your first assumption would be to go to critical care because that's where nurses with critical care skills would be located. But actually, you will find that there's probably nurses with similar skills in other parts of the organization. And we just didn't have a single place where you could easily go in and say, I need nurses who know how to manage a ventilator. Where are they? Click. And then it would just say, you know, you've got 500 nurses that have got ventilator skills and one is actually sat in an office somewhere. And then, do you know what I mean? And then you can pull them in and brush up their skills and get them supporting the work that you need to have supported. At the moment, we don't have that. It's all in a paper folder somewhere. You would need so many admin hours to locate those skills. But SAPIMED is definitely that kind of solution that will make that process easier. Yeah. I think it's such a fascinating point too, because you think about quite often the demographic of many healthcare providers. Yes, there's a lot of, there's new healthcare workers coming through, whether they're doctors or nurses, I'm thinking in particular. Some nurses have had experience for 30, 40 years across different organizations and settings, and that's been part of, you know, what they've enjoyed about being a nurse. But just because they're not doing it right now doesn't mean that they don't have the capability. And in an environment where, you know, shortages on the front line are a really big issue, I can see how having that 
you know, immediate access to what other skills have I got available to me that we could leverage could be really powerful. Diane, from your experience, you know, you've seen it in different areas. How is this being managed elsewhere if providers aren't using a tool like ZappyMed? Sure. So a lot of times there will be maybe an internal float pool or a staffing office that has some kind of staffing software, but that staffing software doesn't speak to the LMS that maybe the manager of the unit that has the need for the staff has. So they may not be able to see that. And so the ability to see what nurses are available, to see what skills those nurses have Yes, the staffing office may have that, but on the floor where things are changing so rapidly, and especially in this day and age where we really are focusing on safe nursing to patient ratios, that can change quickly. And the nurse managers or the directors or the charge nurses, lead nurses, depending on what they're called in the different roles in the different countries and organizations, but they need to be able to have safe staffing with their patients from an acuity standpoint. So yes, they may have four ICU patients, but all four ICU patients are not exactly the same. So to be able to know the number of nurses you have, that's fabulous. But to take it one step further, to be able to staff by acuity with your correct skill mix, that's something that really needs to be done at the point of care. And so I think this has that potential. And I think that's one of our ultimate long-term goals with ZappyMed because right now that's one of the biggest dissatisfiers in nursing. And with so many nurses leaving the bedside, we really need to figure out how can we make the environment better for the nursing staff? How can we attract more nurses into nursing? And how can we keep the ones that we have? How can we move them from place to place where they want to go, right? So it's all about culture and environment. And and I think this is one of those important pieces of technology that can be utilized to help develop that. Mm. I'm joining from Sydney. You're in the US, Diane. Mem's in the UK. But all of what you've said resonates with me in terms of the current healthcare situation in Australia, and no doubt it's similar in the UK and US. Are you finding in your experience in dealing with different people around the world, it's the same story everywhere? It's the same story everywhere. I was reading an article that the International Council of Nurses put out, and it was about the global healthcare crisis and the nursing crisis. And They're the same issues in every single country. Now there are different parameters and different situations, but, you know, one of the things that they really recommend is for countries and organizations to take a very strong look at safe staffing levels, to look at really providing an attractive working environment and working conditions. And that goes far beyond just pay far beyond just benefits or, you know, sign on bonuses and and those type of things, because we all went into nursing to make a difference and we all knew it was going to be hard, but you can only do so much with so little for so long until you become burned out. And so we need to be finding real solutions. We've talked about this and this is not anything that's new. There's been a, a nursing shortage for years and years, but the pandemic has kind of turned that up to an 11. And for me, the main reason that I started working with SappyMed is because I see the potential of having this be one real solution that can be used in multiple different ways, whether it's creating a culture where nurses want to stay. 
empowering nurses to look at the skills matrix, not only to be able to verify what they currently know how to do, but for example, if I'm an ER nurse and I want to work in ICU, I don't do vents in the ER. But if I want to try to go to ICU, maybe I can self-assign myself some ventilator learning through Zappy Med. And then I at least have a little bit of a leg up on that education piece. And that shows that I'm doing my part and I want to do it. So there's some really cool things. And Nick and the team are so open and really want to focus on nursing and fixing some nursing problems with the strong understanding that if this is a piece of technology that slows nurses down, they're not going to use it. Right. Mm. So, and ma'am, I see you shaking your head. You know exactly what I'm talking about. We've had so many platforms or pieces of technology or things that were given to us and said, here, this is for you use this. And it wasn't created by nurses. And so nurses, we can be a stubborn bunch. And so there you've spent all this money on new technology. And if the nurses aren't going to use it, it's not worth anything. Yeah. Yeah. No. Does that resonate with you, ma'am, in terms of what it's like on the front line at the moment? It needs to be user-friendly. And I think that's one of the, the standard points from the Zappamid software. I think when we did our staff survey and we sort of gave it out to the nurses to have a look at what skills they currently have right now and what they felt they were already competent in when they were doing their self-assessments, we'd actually projected that it was probably going to take them an hour to do. And as soon as they logged onto the system, on average, it was taking them 20 minutes. And that already made it a hit. The fact that we had said you will probably need an hour to do this piece of work and it actually took them 20 minutes. We also had people on standby for any technical issues and not a single person had a technical problem. So they were able to just log in 20 minutes later. They'd done everything that they needed to do. They logged off. And that's the kind of thing that Diane was describing. If they face complexities, they have a lot of things that they need to do in the time that they're in work. They will not fight or give any more time to technology that is not user-friendly. So if you want technology in healthcare, it just needs to work seamlessly. Yeah, no, I agree with you totally. I'm picturing in terms of the practicality side of things, right, in that scenario where you're looking for, for example, a nurse with a particular capability, like the ability to ventilate a a patient or something. And if you're relying on a database (laughs) that nurses have filled out a survey themselves saying, do you have experience in this? It's only as good as the data that the nurses have put into the survey, if you know what I mean. But, you know, you touched on, Diane, you mentioned, you know, the doing extra learning and it sounds like it's connected to the LMS and there's like things that happen in the background that keep it updated so that it's not solely reliant on whatever the the person said that they were good at in the first place is that it's more than it's far more than just a survey too so actually the survey for us was just the beginning where we wanted to find the baseline of where our staff were and I think one of the big things is that it's more than just an LMS at the moment we do have access to a lot of LMSs but it's the supplement software is more than that they flow together They do flow together. You you can link in your LMS. And what you do is the skills learning pathways, for me, are a big hit because you will be able to see the theory component that your staff potentially do on the LMS. 
then they come into the practical element where they have observed practices in the clinical environment that gets recorded. If your staff are struggling in a particular aspect of that skill, they can get additional coaching and that's also recorded in the skill. They can have multiple attempts. That also gets recorded. Then when they get their assessment, you also have that record. So it's very easy for you to see the journey that somebody has gone through to acquire a set skill. And if that skill expires over a certain period of time without being used or if it needs to be refreshed, that also gets captured in the system and you get an automated email that says, you know, you need to refresh on your skill if you need to be reassessed. So all those things that would normally happen in bits and pieces now sit in one system. And the automated part, I think, is having been a manager, the automated emails that I don't have to remember, okay, who's expiring? That is built in. Plus, you get the data reports. So again, you can automate those reports to come once a week or once a month or however you set that up. Whether you're in the education department or the manager of that unit, it will come to you when you set it up. Maybe you're busy and you've been out staffing. Mm. That's more important at the moment than trying to remember when these reports are. It's done. It's automated. It's in your email. Sounds really useful. Nice. Then thinking about what's ahead, closing out this conversation, what can we look forward to seeing from Zappy Med in 2022 and beyond? Well, I think in the short term, I'm super excited to keep working with MEM and NHS and really developing some more partnerships. We work with North Bay Health in California and Christus Health in the U.S. and Nebraska Med. And so I'm kind of the boots on the ground person in the States since Australia has been locked down. So I'm looking forward to getting out there and going and and meeting some more current clients as well as uh, making some relationships with future clients and talking about pilots. And I'm a people person. So that's very exciting for me to see what we can do with the product. And then I think for the long term, Nick Stevenson, the CEO and founder, we've had long conversations about his values and my values, and they align to where ultimately our goal is to have a product that can help in healthcare. And so maybe we can figure out a way to do some nonprofits or some volunteering if there's a way that we can have different branches to where it doesn't have to be tied to a capitalistic money base. I mean, you have to have money. You have to pay your staff and all of that. But I think from a company and a values perspective, we would love to see ZappyMed be used for the greater good. Mm. And that's the right way to be about it, particularly for an organization involved in healthcare. When those values are core to what you do, then that's certainly a good thing. So we'll put the details in the show notes of this episode for people to check out for more information about ZappyMed and to get in touch and learn more about what's going on. Mem and Diane, I really appreciate you making the time for the conversation today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Pete. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. Check out TalkingHealthTech.com to connect with other people in our community and to learn more about the Australian health tech industry. Also, make sure you hit subscribe on your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode and share this episode with a few people who need to hear it. Now go make it happen.